0: Hello, Um, everyone.
4: Hello,
1: Patrick. Hello, everyone. Hello, Patrick. That's the sound of the horn. Welcome to my favorite episode. It's L.A. Clippers Media Day, the brand new legendary Clipcast. I'm Chris Wild here with me as always. Henry Dittman.
0: Uh I'm freaking out. I died several times during the media day experience. I had was, to resuscitate
1: you multiple times. It
0: was almost too much. Brian Seaman approached me to congratulate me on coming onto the podcast yes. and to say hello. And, and you congratulated him. Congratulated on him coming onto the broadcast. Coming the broadcast, and I. Uh, I almost got teary-eyed talking to him. It's just a great experience being there at Media Day, seeing some of my favorite players, seeing some of my favorite
1: journalists. No Doc Rivers, no Steve Ballmer, that was new. Ryan Seaman didn't host it, that was new. Seams told us the reason he didn't host it is because when he's up there hosting, he actually can't hear what the players are saying. Mm -hmm. So Jamie DiMaggio did a great job hosting. it. great. B. Seams was sitting with us in the crowd, being able to listen so he can actually report on what he learned this year was very different they put everyone up in pairs in years past they would start with their big three so that would mean obviously blake chris paul and deandre together usually doc would start then he would bring out the big three this year it was all pairs so what does that mean oh of course it starts with Kawhi leonard and paul george no
0: all right so first up we have Kawhi leonard and lou williams both of you gentlemen thank you for being here jim hill why don't you do the honors of getting us going
1: all
5: right jamie thank you very much gentlemen uh... Good morning or good afternoon and good luck this year. Um, With all the things that are anticipated for this season, I'd like you to talk about the excitement you have on this day getting ready and also with the anticipation of what can happen. I'd like you to talk about the process, the process in which you can get to where you want to go and not skip anything in between.
6: All right. um, You know, I guess for today the excitement is just able to put on a jersey. around the fellas again and you know talk about tomorrow Um, that's when our training camp begins like you said it's a process it's a journey and we all have a focus and goal and uh, we'll figure it out tomorrow how we're gonna get there
5: yeah I'm just excited to get the process started Um, I feel like we made a lot of positive steps last season um, with the group we had Um, obviously with the addition of Kawhi and Paul and the other guys um, we really feel like we have an opportunity to do something special here in the city of Los Angeles so Um, starting camp tomorrow. We look forward to getting that
0: going. And I love that they did this. I love that they didn't lead off with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. This team had a great identity. This is what we always hoped would happen, right? This is what happened with Golden State, Um, specifically at the hands of Jerry West. They came in, they built a great team, a scrappy team, uh, and that made it possible for them to lure in stars. And so then they bring in the stars, and they didn't just hand the team over and say, okay, no. great, thank you, Kevin everyone. Kevin Durant went work-
1: into an already successful structure.
0: Fair enough. But I mean... What were, Paul
1: George and Kawhi Leonard go into an already successful but what, structure. But who
0: were the first? Who was the first pair that they interviewed today?
1: Kawhi Leonard and Lou Williams.
0: Love. Last season, this team took a lot of pride in being scrappy and underdogs and a real team without superstars. Now you have two superstars. How does the dynamic change?
5: I think it's important for us to maintain that mindset. Um, I think uh, that works in our favor with with the personalities that we have in our locker room. Um, you know, that should be uh, the majority of our makeup. You know, I, I don't think we should just um, stop being ourselves because we have the addition of those guys. You know, I think um, all of those things mesh well together, especially when you're trying to do something um, at a high level. Um, I don't know if there's a, a, a way to tell Pat Beverly to chill out. You know so I, I don't think that changes, um especially for me i don't I don't think my mindset changes either
6: um for me, just everybody being high character, um, sacrifice, um, win to win, determination, knowledge, um, you know all that together, just being on the floor, going out there as one unit, all trying to accomplish that uh, ultimate goal. Um, you know I think that's what drives a championship team, and you know you just figure out the bumps and rolls on the way there. It's about enjoying the journey and not getting ahead of yourself, not skipping any step. So you also have to stay healthy as well. And um, you know, you have to be blessed
0: and then followed up with Paul George and Montrez, and Montrez Harrell. Harrell.
3: I forgot I was up here.
0: Yeah, brother. No, you are up here. You are up here. Thank you, Jamie. Um Just following you on social media, you haven't had an offseason, Trez. You've been you've been playing a lot of basketball. Is there anything that, that you've been working on as you get ready for this coming season?
3: Um, everything, really. Uh, definitely improving my offensive game, uh, counters and stuff like that. Guys with you know, when they ultimately play me, uh, go to take away my right hand because uh, they know it's my thumb in the hand. So. Uh, there's just different counters like that uh, different things like that um, and you know shooting the ball from you know all aspects of the floor mid-range all the way out to the three-point line and uh, Defensively just improving on uh, awareness you know foot speed uh, You know lateral movement so just being able to rotate and make those extra defensive plays uh, when guys are beating things like that so um, As far as the offseason, uh, you're right. I never really take off my um, kind of constantly stay around the game of basketball because I'm blessed to be able to play it and uh, call it my job. So I look at getting better um, as an
7: ultimate thing uh, all summer for me. I think the good thing about my career and being where I'm at now is I've been a part of teams that we've built. um, Something in the locker room, we built that brotherhood. And we didn't allow outside noise. We didn't allow media. We didn't allow anything to break us apart. Um, And I sense that with this group here how well and tight knit we are already. And ball ain't even been rolled out yet. So um, I think that's most important that we keep everything in house, whether we got our ups, our downs, everything is, is even killed, everything is where everybody's on the same page. And you know, we go out as one. If me, we maintain that. And we're going to get through anything.
2: Uh, you guys, both of you guys play with a lot of
8: physicality and toughness. How do you look to implement that when you guys play against other teams this year?
3: I don't look change nothing I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't changing nothing. As far as the way I play, how physical I play, around the basket, I don't
7: look change nothing I'm doing. So that's, I guess that answers that. We ain't changing nothing. I'm going to be hyped to be more physical.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs> Trez, take care of it, right? Nice. <laughs> over, over here guys uh, Brad Turner from the LA Times Trez you and Lou were dynamic off the bench how much better can this bench be with uh, addition to the team you have now
3: Um, I definitely think it grows a lot you know uh, like I said uh, be able to be around Lou as much as I am in the summertime and be able to you know, get that extra bonding in and uh, different leagues that we play in down in Atlanta definitely does a great deal of help and uh helping us form an even stronger bond of knowing the way you know me and him kind of react and kind of feed off one another um but you you know add the pieces that we have including the pieces that we had last year um it just grows from there really uh you know i definitely think it's still going to be the same thing as me and lou being the head of that snake coming off the second bench and mm-hmm. coming out the uh bench of you know leading that group but we have a lot of you know guys that can definitely step in and do a lot more um different things than what guys could do in the previous times for us you know so i definitely think that it improves us way more than it does uh hurting us um like i said we got different guys that come in and give a defensive presence um in the, on the floor so we could definitely you know save loot to certain aspects of you know on the other end of the floor you know so i definitely think it's going to help us out a lot it's
0: showing respect oh yeah for the guys who made it happen last season for the guys that whose shoulders the two team bench has been guys resting on two bench guys. Yeah, two six-man okay. at year candidates and one candidates. Won, won the damn award back to back. Uh it was such an exciting energy. It was so great. Their answers were so fun. We're hearing from the players that uh Kawhi's really funny.
1: Yeah, Kawhi's a funny guy. Dude is funny. Funny as hell. <laughs> He's
0: really, really? <laughs> he is funny.
1: Uh what, he makes everybody laugh.
0: What are some other standout moments for you in the
1: media day? I am in love with Pat Beverly. That goes without saying. He was easily the best interview, but I was shocked at who number two was. Moe Harkless. Moe Harkless is so
0: great. And Pat Patterson. Now listen, Moe Harkless and Pat Patterson paired together is a Mm -hmm. little bit of a Chris Wilde, Henry Dittman dynamic. Sure. You are the Moe (laughs) Harkless. Fear uh, the heartless let, you know the the sure. funny, Over wacky, the goofy, and then Patrick Patterson Laid is back. the get it done, sure. serious business, classically handsome. We got a real veteran there that I really respected. Both those guys. His answers with regards to you know what are you going to do on this team? What can we expect from this team? He We're said all... he's going to
1: wear the same pair of shoes all 82 games. Yeah, if he... they hold up, the exa- not like the same style the exact same, same shoes. Pair, yes.
4: yeah, I rock like the same pair of shoes all season long, so you'll see these <laughs> 82 games.
1: Literally
6: the same ones, or you just the get The same
7: them? exact shoe. If it holds up, 82 games.
1: We haven't seen that since Jamal Crawford had this crazy streak where he wore shoes basically until they fell apart, and I guess that was, that is what Pat Patterson is going to do. It was a great media day. I thought they handled it wonderfully. I thought I was really impressed with our second-year studs Jerome Robinson and Landry Shamet, yeah, very impressed with Zubac, and then I tell you,
0: Zubac lost weight.
1: Zubac is much thinner. Lean. Landry Shamet is noticeably stronger. Based on last season and the end of the year in that playoff
8: series, I kind of expect how I was just trying to look at how teams were probably going to play me um, and trying to put me in a box saying I'm just a shooter, um, and I'm, I mean that's not the case at all. Uh, so. My biggest thing was just developing you know, and continuing to grow in uh, the other aspects of my game, sharpening and polishing those things off, um, putting it on the floor. I know people are going to be flying at me thinking I can't put it on the floor, but I'm going to you know, be able to have to put it on the floor and continuing to get better defensively, working on my body, getting stronger, um, just making sure I'm in a place to to play 82 plus uh, and be the
1: best I can be for, for this group.
6: Landry's been in the gym, obviously. You're Jerome
1: on. Robinson.
2: Happy price, go to your happy
0: price, price line. And stronger, he's been lifting too. Yes. So I love the fact that being an
1: NBA rookie is a uniquely, it's such a unique experience. No, very few people ever do it. Even fewer still get to do it with a teammate. So I love the FSU too of fiondu and Terrence Mann. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that Terrence Mann was an upperclassman when Fee joined the team. I was
6: a freshman. He was an upperclassman. He showed me the ropes. So now it's, you know, we're kind of doing it at the same time. And now, you know, we can have those kind of conversations because we're both going through the same thing.
8: Yeah, I would say it's a lot easier to to transition with somebody that you're familiar with. Um, You know, just being able to talk to other rookies from other teams. They don't have it how we have it. Um, You know, we've known each other for a long time. Uh, We were one of each other's favorite teammates in college. So. You know, we, we know what each other wants, what they what our needs are, what our goals are, and stuff like that. So it's a lot easier to transition in with
1: that. So Fee looked to Terrence Mann as a mentor and leader, as an upperclassman at FSU. And now here they are together, being rookies, apparently fetching a lot
0: of towels. Fetching a lot of towels. That's what we keep being told. The FSU2
1: Towel Boys. You no know, towels. Mainly towels. You know, we haven't hit training camp yet, but we have to do a lot of... A lot of other
8: stuff, but a lot of
0: towels. Uh, I know we're bouncing around a lot, but the Zub- the Zuba... Like a basketball? You know, the weight loss is very, was very interesting. Some good questions were brought up by the press. It was very exciting to hear his reasoning behind getting leaner right. being right. that fives need to be able to defend. They need to be able to pop out to a three. So he's been working on his three-point shot, and they need to be able to get in front of guys and stay in front of guys defensively. So he and the training staff they actually sent coaches with him back home in the offseason. Uh, they wanted their focus to be in getting him lean, lean, healthy and spry enough to get in front of a guy to defend and stay in front of him which i like
6: a lot lost some weight uh it was more about losing body fat and gaining some muscle and uh, i think that's that's exactly what we did uh we worked it really hard a lot of conditioning and cardio and uh, i think i think i'm in the best shape, best shape of my life a big part was my uh diet you know i had to change everything up uh they were preparing meals for me, uh, had to cut out uh, sugar and sodas and uh, all the stuff, all the stuff like that and it really showed me that uh, diet is the most important part of the... Uh, of transforming yeah. your body.
1: The Clippers literally have nutritionists that tell guys, here's what food does. I didn't know that. Oh yeah.
0: They literally have All, all teams guys have
1: this, by the way, saying, in all sports. I know, but I didn't realize they're saying, okay, if you eat this, it will make you sluggish. This helps with recovery time. They're literally telling guys what specific foods specifically do. I love that. My big takeaways from today, multiple Clippers mentioned how they have a target on their back.
4: It will be hard this year, of course. Uh, We're not the surprising Clippers that we were last year. You're uh, surprising people. People know exactly who we are, the targets on our back. Uh, So we're gonna get everyone's best punch. It's up to us to be uh, ready day in and day out. Defensively, is gonna take care of itself. We've been playing defense since we were a small child, so that that won't change. Uh, Now it's just time to get to work.
1: We are so used to covering an under the radar Clippers team, that's gone. So they know they are public enemy number one. Big takeaway for me was they know that they got that target on their back. And my second big takeaway, point guard by committee. As far as point
8: guard or whatever, I don't really care if we got as far as I'm concerned, probably four on the court at any point in time. Um, so, I mean, it's 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 kind of almost point guard by committee.
1: That was very important. Yeah. A lot of people say, oh, you don't have a true point guard. Now we have a point guard committee, and that committee consists of Jerome Robinson, Pat Beverly, Lou Williams, and Terrence Mann, who played point guard in high school, went from the one to the four at FSU, and now back to the one, welcome to the NBA, Terrence Mann point guard by committee. That was a great takeaway.
0: Big takeaway for me, you know, you see this a lot, right? In teams, you see a superstar come to a team. This is the new NBA. The new NBA is that players have the power and they can move as much as they want. Plenty of times when stars go to teams, they say, I'm just going to join the team and do what they're already doing so well. And it simply is not the truth. And I got the feeling from the organization, from the front office, from the organization of this media day, all the way down. The intention for the Clippers here is for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to come on join this team and be a part of the team as opposed to the team having to be a part of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. It's exciting for us that they have a history, these two guys, but the team is already on the right track. Uh, And I think we're also hearing about some players shifting positions a little bit to try to fill some spots we know we need. But the big takeaway for me uh, is that the team is going to go on the exact same track they were on, that was so successful last postseason, and now just bring these two new great guys on with them. And we love great guys.
1: Well, we are great guys. Here's the thing: like you keep saying about the team, 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 team. Notice, no coach spoke, no owner spoke. Isn't that fascinating? It was only the team. It was the whole team. So interesting. All fourteen members. So that fifteenth slot wide open.
0: No, oh, and and I feel like you you leave you can leave that spot open and see what you what your needs are. Like there are some questions about how this, these lineups work. Sure. There are some questions about um, who plays what position. Although I feel very excited about all of our options that we have, we've always been weak on the wing. Now um, we're the
1: strongest wing team in the league. Yeah,
0: and and I just I, I I'm glad we're not rushing to fill that spot. It should be very f- interesting to see how long we hold that spot open. Right. Uh, but I'm super excited. You know my big my big um, curiosities are um, Jermichael Green, Mo Harkless, Landry Shamet, how they all fit in the team, mm-hmm. uh, how they all work. Bo Harkless is such a beast, like such a great player. He single-handedly
1: won Ugh. a playoff series he's for so Portland. so exciting, man. He came off the bench and won them a series in Portland. Yeah, And now he's our guy. What I love is we're arguably the deepest team in the NBA. Turn the motor on and get it started because we are the deepest team in the NBA and we still have a vacant seat to fill. Yeah. The, the biggest depth in the league, also has a fifteenth chair open. Has a spot open. Come on!
0: Yeah, and sh- you know, the, it's it's it should be so fascinating to see what Shamit, what his developments I don't, I, are. in I'm gonna appreciate that kind of language. It's what a family sharnet, show. What Char- Sharnet it.
1: or Shangit? <laughs> Shangit or sharn Sharnet? It. What if you get heated, it will do. If you get heated, we can say Shamit. God <laughs> sham it. Oh, Whoa, 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 whoa! Gosh, Sharnet. Gosh, Char- <laughs> <laughs> Landry, gosh, Charmin. Uh,
0: I want to really see, you know, I'm very excited to see how he fits into all of this and what these lineups are going to be. It's like you you can play the what if game. Can I ask day. you a question to ask me about oh. media day? Oh, yeah. Do you want to turn the mic off first or just whisper? No, it? no. Just. Okay.
1: Oh, should I whisper
0: it? Yeah, whisper Did anything disappoint you? Did anything disappoint you in media day? You
1: know, great question, Hank. <laughs> Yeah, and I—I'm excuse the language, but God it, I am disappointed. I wore a Hawaiian shirt to media day because I know the team is leaving for Hawaii tomorrow morning. I assumed, and you know what happens when you assume? I assumed Steve Ballmer or Doc Rivers personally would say,
0: uh, Ballmer would say, "I like your shirt." Anyway, they weren't here. Come on the plane and join fair. us, Aloha. Uh, I I I, over, I overdressed for the event. I I felt like I everyone would be very sharply dressed and you're here in a Hawaiian shirt and sneakers and slacks. Uh I guess in slacks. No, these are suit pants.
1: <laughs> trust me. I, believe you I don't should don't see want, the blazer.
0: I don't want to. You trust me. Nick. I don't like the blazers. I like the Clippers.
1: I I thought that Doc would be here. Hey uh Chris. Hey, good to see you, young fella. You know, my son always loved you. It would mean a lot to my whole family if you joined us on the team jet
0: and went to this Hawaii. This is terrible, and, Doc Rivers. <laughs> and you bunked with me, young fella. That's what it sounds like. Two California kings, alone. Sounds like a crazy old drifter in Redondo Beach. I'll
1: tell you something about Doc Rivers. Always got a scratchy throat. Forget the Hall of Fame. This guy needs the Halls of Medicine. He's always screaming. Get him a He's always
0: screaming. I, I really, I, I'm so curious to hear if we'll get any follow-up on why Doc... And Balmer weren't there. I, I think I can just presume
1: that it was because it is all about this team. The team. And they're going all in on the team. Now that being said, it's his seventh season as coach, seventh winning season as coach. He's done nothing but win here. Yes, he didn't win the ultimate prize, but that's the goal this year.
0: Yeah. He doesn't want to be here. Do you think that he's be- packing? Do you think that because Balmer is so loud, he maybe was in the parking lot doing the media day without a mic and well, just I- couldn't hear him? We would have heard him. I mean, we would have heard him. be so I loud. Know.
1: And I was assuming I would get to see Steve Ballmer not understand the mechanics of a microphone. You don't have to scream. You, don't, you, don't, you shouldn't scream. It's best if you don't. I'll tell you who I'll tell you who didn't understand mics the worst today. Jerome Robinson. Yeah. held that microphone down by his knees. Down by his knees. His knees aren't talking. And so the guy riding the board is like, you know, he's got a jacket all the way up, so he's getting feedback because... Because he wasn't... Put the microphone to your mouth and speak into the microphone.
0: Yeah, well, he'll learn.
1: Well, he's just a sophomore guy. He's got a... So 's got he needs me to take him under his wing oh, and teach him the ways of the microphone
0: <sighs> no he one, no one doesn't <laughs> so
1: your first time in the clippers training facility now I believe it's called the honey mm-hmm. something the yeah. honey presents Clippers training facility you saw the Pacific division champions banners in yeah, person that's nice what was your takeaway what was your uh, what was your experience first time in it in the Clippers training facility. I sort
0: of geek I really geeked out. I was very of nervous course. driving over. First thing uh, that
1: happens is you're greeted by the great Brian Seaman. Brian
0: Seaman, which yeah. is so great. Uh I, I I was really not sure how to handle myself. I was glad to have the experience. I was very nervous. I wanted to greet I was very you at the excited. door excited so to be
1: there to I was glad. Mentor you, like uh, I will also, Jerome Robinson.
0: I was glad you found me right away. I've been a professional actor for 22 years, making my living as an actor for 22 years, and I don't get nervous right. when I act, but I had that kind of nervous butterflies in the stomach feeling when I walked in. Patrick Beverly was being interviewed on TV right as I walked in, and I. Took out my camera and took a picture. Patrick Beverly, and then point, you walked up. Wait, and you yeah. walked up, and I said, "Oh, are we allowed to take pictures uh, at media day?" That's the whole point. I asked you if we were allowed to take pictures. <laughs> like I'd be taking a picture, and someone would go, "Hey, man, hey. no pictures at media day. No pictures from you. Uh, Everyone but, else is fine." So I was kind of nervous, and I just was sitting there in awe. And there were also times there. There were times I did not ask questions because honestly, I feel new to not new to being on the podcast, but new to being at those events. Sure. Uh, and I thought about a couple of times asking a question, and then went, "Ugh, might be dumb." And the four or five times I almost asked a question, the next question literally was my question, which made me feel validated, uh, but it was cool. It was cool to hear the guys. It was cool to see the guys. It was cool to be so close I to them. I love them, them in
1: their and, uniforms. Um, I love them in the crisp home white uniforms.
0: And also, oh, oh, there's another great takeaway. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: That is a harsh lesson in business.
3: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch
2: of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
0: What's that? Patrick Beverly being asked about the upcoming season, brought up. He wasn't asked this question. He himself brought up. That he was second in the league last season in technical fouls, and he wants to basically wants to get that under control. Oh, I missed that. He he brought up that his energy and his tenacity can get away from him, and that I completely wa- missed th- that. that is. He, I'm not going to he say was number two in tees. Uh, should we just go to his? Should we just go to the soundbite? Sure. Here it was.
4: I think off the court behavior. I mean, I, and I'm, you're going to hear me say this a lot this year. Behavior is greatness. Uh, even with my teammates, family, and friends. My, ha- my behavior's changed, you know, I'm, you know, you guys want me to be this, uh, this, you know, this guy in the corner who's just doing this, you know, whatever. But uh, I'm just trying to harness that because that does affect me, you know, when you do second in the NBA and technical fouls. And, and that's, those are the type of things that we don't want, you know. So uh, just trying to control that. And the best I do controlling that, everything else will kind of play out for itself.
1: So. I liked when Pat Beverly was just in the media room area. He was the only player just watching, just came in and just watched guys playing video games.
0: And also, like, the young, when the young players were going up, kind of giving them a hard time from off stage. I, I noticed like
1: that the rookies, the FSU2, were actually in the background watching all the guys before them. No one else was really doing
0: that. Well, they probably, they've never done it before, and they wanted to see maybe what it's yeah. all about.
1: Or they were getting hazed, and someone said, you two have to stand here and watch. Maybe. <laughs> Go get me a towel. Maybe they just wanted to be ready. I like those kids. They seem great. Those two impressed me. It's the first time I've seen they
0: them. They really were like very well spoken. I've watched a lot
1: of like Fiondu is a beast. He's a monster. Yeah. And I'll tell you something. Terrence Mann is oversized for a point guard. Him playing point guard, backup, backup, backup point guard makes me happy. Yeah, yeah, man. I thought it was great. I think 14 strong. We do not have a weak link. I think the NBA. You take your best eight and you make a run. Good news we've got 14 really good players, Mm -hmm. certainly 12. What I really
0: loved about the the young players being interviewed, just to go back to it, what I loved about the young players being interviewed, you watch a lot of rookies get interviewed, and they kind of don't seem to have their S together. So you don't have to bleep yeah, that out. Dude. No, These guys were very well-spoken guys. What's, they,
1: what's great is they're teammates. Yeah. They're buddies. Yeah, and They've then known each other for they, years. They bring that up.
0: They talk about how a lot of guys coming into teams don't have a friend or don't have someone to experience it with it's them. you've got an can edge. Can you imagine? It gives them such an advantage. I moved out to L.A. to become an actor. the hell is the Rio Cafe? I don't know, but we got to go there. got
6: to go. Since we've been to California, we've been going to Rio Cafe. Cafe, so he's a big fan of that. So same top thing, same everything, so.
0: I walked into Los Angeles to become an actor with nobody here who was doing it. Right. And we found each other, but we it was sure like a did. year in for me that we, we became, w- imagine if we'd moved here together. I how know. much better it would have been. It is a unique experience. To come experience into the experience
1: together. To have to come out to Hollywood, which is what these guys are doing. Yeah, literally. And to try to become stars, which is what these guys are trying to become, yeah. which is what you and I did as actors. Yeah. So yes, there are parallels there. And yes, we had no one. Nobody. And these guys have each other, and it really does give them a leg up and an advantage. Because let's be honest, there's going to be a lot of games where they literally get zero minutes. There's going to be a lot of games where they get garbage minutes because we are beating like a stinky garbage team, like a trash team, like the L Word or or the Warriors by
0: 40. I was going to say or a really good team, but there you go. Like, take a really
1: crap team like the L Word or the Warriors. We'll probably beat them by like fifty, and then you put the FSU two in. You are an idiot. Play some garbage minutes. You are
0: so. <laughs> I I want well, to I believe. I went on that Laker I want this. I is, went on that L-word cast. I want to believe this is a bit that you think no, a that Golden State Hot and the trash. Lakers are not going to be awesome. They're going to be really good still. Nine and ten is my prediction. Right on the playoff oh bubble.
1: Right on the playoff bubble on the outside you looking in. You are a crazy nine fool. Nine and ten is my guess. You're a crazy fool. I'm not saying one's going to be nine. One's going to be ten. It could be either <laughs> or but definitely not 1 through 8. A turd. <laughs> I didn't know uh Pat Patterson and Paul George were teammates at Oklahoma,
0: Oklahoma City. City. Yeah. Pretty exciting. That was one, that, we actually talked about that I believe on a previous clip cast. You can go back, you can subscribe, you can listen uh, yeah, to our past. We say one. one of the benefits of Patterson is that he played with Paul George, so there's some chemistry between Dude, Patterson
1: them. Patterson is a vet impressed me. I've already been steady, impressed by Mo Steady.
0: Hartless. Steady. Pat Patterson's like with defense Threes. He knows his role. He knows what he's coming in here to do. He's very solid about it. I tell you what it. we are?
1: A team of young veterans.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: Because we don't, like, Lou's probably our oldest guy. Don't quote me. And he's like 34, 35. Everyone else is younger than him, but our vets. Kawhi Leonard, two-time NBA Finals MVP, and he's 28. Come on. They call Paul George playoff Paul. They didn't call Chris Paul playoff Paul. Yeah. They really didn't. They really did So, playoff Paul and two-time NBA Finals they called, MVP. They called Chris Paul an ambulance. Are the lead, there, you, there you go. Are the leaders of the team that, P.S., took the champs, you know, had the greatest NBA playoff comeback in the history of the NBA playoffs versus the champs, for crying out loud. The Warriors, who used to be good last season. This year, they're hot garbage. So, I'm very impressed by the young veterans on this team We don't have Vince Carter, who's 42 years old. You know what I mean? That's true. We don't have, God bless him, Jamal Crawford, who is 40 years old. We're not taking some hobbled Steve Nash in his last months as a pro. We've got guys in their primes Mm -hmm. who are hungry, ready to go, ready to go right. Now. Yeah, we
0: also, you know, they're also, Kawhi said, you know, a lot of his load management of last season, I'm going to I'm gonna sort of cherry pick some things he said to put together an opinion. He, oh, that's what you do in uh, journalism, I guess. Uh, he, <laughs> he was talking about his load management being based on coming off of an injury last season. He's not right. coming off of an injury no, this season. Not. So I am very curious to see. Um, you know, short, short, of, short of short of if we're way, Kawhi. way ahead of other teams coming into the end of the season, I just wonder how many se- games we're going to see from Kawhi. So here's
1: what we learned from social media, not from Media Day. Somebody asked this on a one-on-one interview, so I'm going to tell you. This is news to you, Henry Dittman. Okay. Paul George said his return is November-ish.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: So now that I'm could telling you November-ish Yeah. and seeing how he looked how he's participating we did learn he's participating in training camp we know that he's a part of camp when you when he says november ish no contact don't you see see that as early november ish Uh, okay so he's
0: not going to be there for game one here's here's the answer i give you the same answer that i gave you on the last cast i hope that he doesn't come back early that's the answer i mean we don't need him to come back early if they're saying he's participating in 5 and 0 and non-contact drills right now, then, you know, you just never know. Training camp starts tomorrow. I don't have the information so we're gonna find in front out for me, fast. but I'm
1: guessing we play 5 games in October.
0: We're going to find out what happens.
1: So, he could literally be back game 6. Cuz yeah. that is November. Or
0: he could be back in October, November-ish, November-ish. is October November, December, right?
1: Yeah, I don't I just don't think I don't think it's December, man. Like, he just looks healthy and ready to go. What do I know? A lot about the Clippers. That's why you're listening.
2: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com
1: we didn't see lawrence frank jerry west steve Ballmer, and doc rivers because you go to these playbook things that they have for the season ticket holders and they're always the only ones talking and that's and those those are not players they're the owner they're the they're the president of basketball they're the coach
0: I'd much rather hear from the players, and I did. Who did you tweet was your favorite in the shoe game game? Uh, Mo Harkless. My favorite was Jerome Robinson. Okay. So if you want to go back to the photos from the Twitter feed fans, you can compare Mo Harkless, which is Chris's favorite, to Jerome Robinson, which is my favorite. I think you'll see Jerome is
1: better. Six games in October. So we'll so see.
0: game seven. We'll is see. November but ultimately, 1st. we still have basically the same team plus Kawhi Leonard. So I don't think it hurts us any if he sits out until he's feeling really great or comes off the bench. If he comes
5: back November, play a
0: little. That's literally seventy-five games. Why don't they start rolling Paul George out like in garbage minutes just to give him minutes and let him play a little to warm him up. Wouldn't There's a fun? lot of
1: L-word Clipper haters out there. Oh, yeah. Who love to lean into the fact that. It's a big deal, Paul George missing the front of the season. Oh, it it's is not the front not of the season. It's a big deal if he misses anywhere from five to ten games.
0: This isn't the NFL, where five or six games is a third of the season. It's not that.
1: And also, look at the team that we have around him. It's better if he waits. Le- wait, get healthy. You get healthy. I am healthy. You would if the team the would take me to Hawaii. shape of my life, and if I went to Hawaii, I get that Mahalo aloha, as we say in the islands, which is as you, which is your word <laughs> for friendship, I believe and thank you and I love you and Merry Christmas
0: Chris thank you and I love you Merry Christmas for taking <laughs> me to Clips-mas. media day buddy what a great experience great to see Brian Seaman great to see everyone in their element and really enjoyable to, to get amped up for tomorrow's beginning of it was a
1: great camp. day it was a great media day clipcast where we heard from all 14 of your LA Clippers and excuse
0: me if I may with very few exceptions and I will shout out Locked on Clippers I'll shout out Farbad, and Jovan. Very few people stayed to hear every Clipper player speak, but we did, and those people did, and some really great journalists did stay to hear the whole team.
1: Literally, there was like 12 people there for the FSU, too, compared to 112
0: for Kawhi They missed. They missed out on great Clippers interviews, and if they want to listen to our Clipcast to hear some of those interviews, they can. They should. They get to, and you get to. What
1: a great Clipcast this was hearing from all 14 Clippers Welcome to the 2019-2020 Clippers Championship season. It's underway. Aloha, as we say on the islands. Next up for your Clippers is an exhibition game in Hawaii versus Houston Rockets. So let's make some Clipper predictions. Also, the Shanghai Sharks. Yao Ming's Shanghai Sharks. So game one, which actually counts in the preseason. And P.S., preseason doesn't count. It doesn't matter. But up next... Is Houston Rockets versus LA Clippers game one of the preseason? It's a home game for the LA. Then we play exhibition versus Shanghai Sharks. Yeah, Clippers. Where are we win.
0: going? Two and Clippers win. Clippers destroy Shanghai. No doubt. Oh, no doubt. We we destroy Houston. I mean, I I think that we're a team that's the same team. We're the same team. Yeah. So I'm I think in that our see what entire of deep bench is what great. What are
1: the minutes going to be? Are we going to see Kawhi at all? I know we're not seeing Paul George. Are we going to see Kawhi play for five minutes, play for ten minutes? Are we going to see Lou Will, who is Mr. Bench, play for ten minutes, play for 15 minutes? Are we going to see a quarter of that killer lineup with Montrez, Lou, Pat, and Kawhi? And what is
0: Montrez going to wear for a headband since he can't wear the ninja headwear?
1: I don't know. What's we're he going to wear? we going to have to find What's out. What's he going to wear? Oh, here's another great takeaway, Kawhi Leonard. Two nose rings. Excuse me. Montres Harrell. Yeah, oh, there he is. Hey, Montrez.
0: I love those nose rings. He just honked at me. Two nose rings, one per nostril. Montrez Harrell, two nose rings. What are players going to do without getting a chance to wear the ninja-style headband? We- some players have some opinions about it.
1: Yeah, and we re- I think, honestly, the NBA
0: banned it because they're idiots, but because so many guys did it last season. That makes sense. It's stupid. Why wouldn't they just brand them and sell them instead? I know it's a moneymaker, You so, dummies! I'm oh, so dumb. But I think bad. the reason that they banned it is because, like,
1: it, it, I've seen it, I've seen it in years past, but only from like one or two. guys. I guess maybe
0: they think there's a there's like a safety st- issue that someone could grab the headband and pull it back, but they could do that with long hair or dreads or anything else. Or right? their jersey,
1: and that's a technical, and you know, there's rules. I don't know. I don't understand. There it. are rules. I'm but, looking forward to seeing Pat Patterson in a Scully out
0: uh, there. I, I do think we. Oh, it's gonna be nice. I do think that we we start strong. I think that Kawhi plays in these early games. There's no reason not to play him. I think that we start strong because we have so many pieces from last season and we have we have such a hot bench. Um, maybe it doesn't matter. Um, but I think that we're a team that is going to have a lot of opportunities to work a lot of different lineups, and we're going to work them. And these lineups include our starters and our bench guys, and I think everybody plays almost every game while, he fig- while Doc figures out these lineups. Sure. Because there's a lot of alchemy that needs to happen as far as who fits together.
1: Yeah, I don't... I don't know that we see Kauai.
0: You don't think he plays? In Hawaii. Oh, and
1: they call oh. it Kauai, by the way. They don't call it. That. They do now. They will. I do. Kauai. You do now. Kauai. Well, I guess, so that's
0: our, this is our first Clipper disagreement.
1: <laughs> I know it's not. We have a lot of That's first our first, then I guess whether or not we've had a
0: Clippers disagreement is our first Clippers disagreement.
1: All right, so I'm very excited to You think Kauai doesn't play? You think
0: believe- Kauai does not play? I think he does play. We both think they win.
1: I believe Wednesday night is the game. I can't wait to turn on my television. I wish I was there live. Sadly I'm not going to be, but I will be watching Brian Seaman lead the broadcast.
0: Oh I'm so excited for Brian's first game. Of Kawhian
1: Calippers. I'm Chris Kawild, which is short for Christopher Kawhi Leonard. And I'm Henry Burbank Hank Ditman. Otherwise known as Pat Patterson's biggest fan. <laughs> oh, I love him. You love him. And I guess we sound the horn. Uh, oh, wait.
2: <laughs> Next question. Shelly Smith from ESPN. Why would you do with the fish?
6: First, yeah. oh. What did I do with the fish? Like anybody else would do? Uh, have somebody fillet it if you don't or fillet it yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, cook it, and eat it. I think when we both, uh,
4: when we both got the news, I think it was uh, I'm almost like we couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it. How did you feel?
8: Yeah, I was, uh, I was asleep, woke up, like my phone was blown up. I thought I got traded. <laughs> I thought I, because I've been traded before. I know what that feels like. Phone starts blowing up, 2.30 in the morning. Um, but no, it was, I mean, it's exciting, obviously, you know, that's, that's what you want, you want to, we knew we had a good group from last year, we added pieces and...
1: Paul, Nikki with Spectrum. Um, it's one thing to know you're coming home and to finally have it come to fruition. Has there been any surreal moments where you wake up and you're like, I'm home for
5: good?
7: The fact that I'm unpacking instead of packing at this time uh, <laughs> is, is a surreal moment. Um, I mean, every day, every day I'm here, every day I'm waking up in the morning, every day I'm taking that drive on the 405, uh, you know, it's it's a surreal moment, Um, and, you know, ultimately what I wanted to get to in my career is being back home and being close to my people, so um, it's it's never going to get old from me coming in today, having media day here, to putting on this jersey, to... First game to hearing my name in the starting lineup. You know, everything is, is is going to be a reminder of where I'm at right now.
4: Oh yeah, it is, and we have um, we've been practicing that, you know, in our you know open gym runs, and also we have other guys who you know I can do the same thing with like Zubac, you know, Jamichael as well. We have some real athletic bigs that you know I look forward to you know throwing those lobs
2: too.
1: Oh my bad. <laughs>
7: Mo, you were a part of that really exciting uh, first-round Western Conference playoff series against Oklahoma City, and uh, of course, Paul George. Uh, has that come up at all ever since you've uh, you've been with the team?
6: Uh, it's a sensitive subject,
7: but it's got to. You know, um, we talked about we talked about a little bit. You know, he, he asked me about the shot.
6: On that note, thank you, fellas. Patrick Beverly, Landry Shamet, <laughs> drop the mic, baby. There you go.
7: Controlling
4: myself.